Hello and welcome to Desi Sportscast. You join Nevin and myself here once again and today we're going to preview the start of um, the Indian Super League which um, begins this weekend. Hello Nevin, how are you today? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, very good, very good. Um, this is going to be my first season of actually covering the Indian Super League um, you know, on a regular basis and it's season six. So... If you were to tell me about the previous five seasons and how it's developed, what would you say to me? Um, uh, there has been a steady growth and there has also been a change in how teams have recruited. So the first season and the second season was a lot more about getting big players like a, a Del Piero or a, a Forlan or all those big players coming in and sort of, uh, you know, make this, this was a league to attract attention. Uh, more than the quality of football itself. But slowly the teams have progressed. They have uh, identified the importance of uh, signing good players who can contribute well on the field as well and not just in, say, jersey sales and all that. And you've seen football improving. You've seen also teams developing an identity, somebody like an FC Goa. Now you expect them to play a certain way. Bangalore FC, have, uh, they progress from the I-League into the ISL and they've also... Uh, you know, come to become this team that is uh, that is uh, known for their winning uh, DNA. They, they they just don't like losing. So we have teams developing a certain style. We also have teams constantly changing their styles, like uh, Kerala Blasters, who who change management on a regular basis, from the coach to the CEO to everyone involved in the club. So we've been seeing everything. Um, I was just saying that in England we're used to some clubs doing that, so that's uh, I know that's good to hear that. Yeah, I, I support a club uh, with a similar DNA, so <laughs> I can't really complain. Yeah, um, yeah. For somebody outside, I mean, bit like um, somebody like me um, who's going to cover mm-hmm. this um, uh, in the coming season. Can you give us a bit of the format yeah. because it is a franchise-based uh, league, isn't it? Correct. There's yeah. no promotion then... relegation. There is no promotion delegation. There's going to be like 10 teams competing with each other. And uh, essentially, it does have a knockout phase at the end. So the league topper, the first four teams then get to play each other. And uh, then uh, right. so the semi-final will be between the first and the fourth team. And uh, the second and the third team will have another semi-final. And then uh, there's a final to decide the, the title. So you can top the league and still not win ISL. I was just about to say that is very strange. I mean, I know they have that in uh, America and in the Australian league. Um, yeah. So by winning the league, there's you're not crowned champions. What? Is no, it, you're not. Is crowned there any champions. recognition for finishing league top? So there has been multiple conversations about it with uh, uh, players like Chetri and Gurpreet and everybody coming out the season before last where. Uh, Bangalore FC dominated the league stages, but uh, Chennai ended up winning the title because they had one good final. So a lot of players came out and said, we need something. Maybe the AFC AFC slot can still go to the league winners and not just the cup winner. And the cup winner will only get the title and nothing else. So there has been multiple conversations about it. In fact, the roadmap is also not really clearly told what is going to happen to what. Uh, if ISL becomes the top league, obviously it gets the AFC Champions League spot. But uh, what happens to the AFC Cup slot? Does it go to the I-League? Or does it uh, go to, say, the winner of the... Um, so, the, the, the 
the possibility was that uh, AFC Champions League spot goes to the league winner and the AFC Cup slot goes to the title winner. Right. The the ISL title winner. But so many things going on. We still don't have like real clarity on what's going to happen. But I also think uh, winning a league when there were just like eight teams or ten teams is also not exactly massive, you know. Uh, it's it's not like a long league with 38 matches. We are talking about a league with uh, 18 matches. So uh, that is also uh, that's also a concern. Can you come out and say we are the champions just because we're topping the league? Because knockout phases are also important. And uh, India has a say an IPL or other tournaments who stick to the same format. So it's it's been working in India, and probably that's why. Uh, they have the system for football as well. But I'm not a huge fan. I like how it is in, in other countries where it's just a league. Yeah. But we need really uh, we need more teams for it. That's my only uh, you know point of... Yeah, no, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. I mean, here we've got 20 teams uh, in the uh, mm-hmm. EPL, so it is a long season and there's no way a team that's played 30... Eight games with, will want to go into a playoff just to uh, exactly. Yeah, no, so. I also feel it's like because it's just eighteen leagues, you can have one good uh, streak of uh, winning yeah. games, say yeah. uh, eight eight match run, and that's probably good enough to win you the league. Right. Okay. So, okay. so we've yeah. got, we've got the format: ten teams play home and away. Um, season starts Correct. on Sunday, so it's going to be what till March, February, March. Usually, yeah, March or maybe it could like lead to April. I've not checked exactly what the last day is, okay. but yeah, towards yeah, towards March. So it'll be good to um, learn a few things about some of the teams um, and mm-hmm. um, where where you think um, what sort of season they'll have. I'm going to start with the reigning champions, uh, mm-hmm. Bengaluru. Um, they've got a lot of Indian internationals in their team. Um, Correct. Yeah. How do you think their off season has gone in terms of signings, and um, how do you think it's gone into? Uh, what do you expect from them? Um, so they lost Miku in the summer, and Miku has been their uh, primary, yeah, top scorer. So uh, we don't know whether they have actually found a replacement. They did sign Onwu, who's a, a Spanish forward, but. Uh, uh, we still have to see whether the, he can come and replicate what uh, Miku did for Bangalore FC. That's going to be the biggest talking point, I think. And that's where I think uh, Bangalore's season is going to hinge on. Uh, they've got pretty much everything else covered. Um, uh, they signed a very attractive prospect in Ashik. So uh, it almost looks like uh, Bangalore's plan for this year is to trust their Indian players. Mm. So you've got Ashik bombing the left flank. You have Udanta on the right flank and then you have somebody like J3 dominating the uh, the box. So you have a good Indian attack lined up for them. So they are probably hoping their foreign players sort of give them the defensive stability and uh, um, uh, make a path for the Indians to score. Yeah, uh, they also... Yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, they, they also signed somebody from Chennai called Rafael Agusto. He's a very established uh, player in the Indian leagues. He's, he brings in a lot of physique. He doesn't lose a lot of balls. He can also uh, he can also play that box-to-box role where he can take possession from his half and just drive it forward without losing. Very skillful Brazilian. Uh, also a very physical Brazilian. So, very interesting signing that way. But I think, again, uh, Gurpreet's form, uh, we've seen it in with the national team uh, 
uh, in their uh, outing against bangladesh it it is a little been it's been a little been patchy so gurpreet is a keeper along with uh, uh, the foreign center back combination of uh, wanan and seran is going to be again very vital for bangladesh FC, bangladesh fc season because they are a team that it's not like an fc goa wherein uh, they'll go score four goals five goals on a consistent basis they are really reliant on their shape and defensive stability and then hit, uh, hitting the team when uh, when there is an opportunity so i think i i like so pre i think for most people the preseason favorites for to win the title are fc goa and uh, bangalore fc but i do think bangalore fc were a little bit uh, mellowed in their approach in the summer and that could cost them a little because i i feel they are they are strike a very good striker shot and also in terms of uh, the attacking space who is going to be their chief orchestrator in terms of midfield and creativity that's something that i uh, i'm a little worried about so you mentioned obviously they lost uh, the main goal scorer over the summer from last mm-hmm. season and they replaced Correct. him with onwu um does that does that yeah. mean they play a two up front with uh, with chetri normally uh, i don't know uh, i don't think that's that's in the plan i i uh, most indian teams tend to go for this 4231 uh, uh, right. formation that's that seems to be like their uh, uh, popular uh, space and i i feel their uh, uh, where they're really going to uh, put their uh, foreign cent- uh, foreign players are going to be uh, in the in the central midfield and in the in the center backs so uh um so i'm expecting beke and nishu to take up the full back and then take uh, two center backs two foreign center backs in the center and probably that three in the midfield is where they are ho- uh, hoping to you know put their foreign players so maybe i think uh, at least for start of the season i think it's going to be ashik udanta and uh, uh, chetri and onmu coming in say second half and being that extra spark i don't think both chetri and onmu are going to play together and i think also in the bangladesh match you saw that chetri isn't really ideal in a number 10 position mm. he likes to be a little bit forward yeah. or towards the left side yeah. so i do i think it'll be a conflict if if chetri is pulled back and uh, asked to play a, a midfield role i've um, heard um, or read quite a bit about the um, coach uh, carls uh, kudrot Uh, could you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about him? I mean, I read some ways the best coach in the Indian Super League. Uh, what do you think of that statement? Um I I again uh, too difficult to judge a coach based on like one good season. Uh he has also worked with uh, Alberto uh, Albert Roca who sort of revolutionized Bangalore football for me. uh they had a very good coach in ashley westford before that a good counter attacking pace very attractive game bangalore used to play before this but when uh, roka came in he he started he made them into these champions you know they would just keep hold of the ball very stable in defense good a very uh, you could see that spanish identity in in that bangalore setup and he he created this uh he created this dna and this spine for this current bangalore team who doesn't like to lose and they they are essentially champions uh that said i think uh, the new coach is somewhere between westwood and roka roka was very like he was a madman when it came to the system he wanted to play a particular way and he would only in, like he get his team to play that particular system 
uh, westwood in the uh, westwood was the opposite he was a little bit more free and i think quadrat uh, uh, is somewhere between this yeah, obviously a very good coach but again i think this season is where i want to judge him because he's not really had the most fantastic uh, summers where in you've had like superb talent coming into bangalore setup so mm-hmm. let's see what's going to happen especially with no miku around yeah it'll be interesting to see and um they've got that barcelona link company um rock yeah. and uh, run. but you think um they're the team i mean you mentioned go and we'll talk about go and uh, in a bit but uh, mm-hmm. bengaluru are still the team to beat definitely definitely simply because they have got that winning dna for them they just don't like losing so they will do whatever it takes and they've got a a uh, very noisy fans also so it's not it's not going to be easy for away teams to come and play in bangalore and so hence i think they'll be there in the top 4 for sure uh, i i'm not really putting my money on them winning it um simply be because i think four. they 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 should definitely be in top 4 yeah fours, and then you don't know yeah. the um, playoff games um i i think it was a big um, call that they are now allowed to play in bengaluru i think uh, if they had to yeah. that would have been um, huge disadvantage, disadvantage yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, for them disadvantage so, for sure yeah i'm glad uh, common sense um, has prevailed so that's bengaluru um really looking forward to seeing them a lot of indian internationals reigning champions uh, but uh, we'll see if they can get the goals um moving uh, to uh, your i mean the next team um chennai and um what can you okay. tell us about chennai because Again, Chennai, the reason uh, I wanted to talk about sort of mm-hmm. was um, he's got a bit of a link uh, to my team. Um, John Gregory is the manager there, I believe. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and uh, we don't like him here in Leicester that much. Uh, but um, <laughs> that's why I wanted to see how how's uh, John Gregory and Chennai. So uh, yeah, I think uh, we build on that one particular sentiment because uh, after a after a title winning season, they had uh, the most miserable season that. Uh, an ISL team has ever had in its brief history they just couldn't win matches and uh, they struggled throughout last season so the fact that he was still kept like uh, they gave him another the chance was uh, uh, really bewildering for a lot of a lot of people especially the fans as well and they didn't really go out uh, go all out in the summer and you know make a lot of signings they i mean they did sign changte who i think is a very exciting prospect uh, and they also signed uh, uh, somebody like uh, Edwin and they did sign couple of other uh, there, there's Rafael from Brazil who is an attacking midfielder uh, but uh, they also signed Lucien Goen from Bombay uh, from Mumbai and uh, so it's not like they had they had a terrible summer but uh, I, um, it, it really depends on whether the team is still with John um, whether the team still believes in his uh, ideology whether uh, uh they will go out and play for him is what really matters really um you think yeah. it, i mean the season's not started but uh, they made um a lot of changes in their squad uh yeah. but you think uh, that there might be he might have lost the dressing room already or he's got to convince no, the dressing room no i don't think room. so because uh, because i think they've been quite convincing in their pre-season i've not been following them religiously but whatever i little i they they've got like picked up very important victory in case especially against something like a a team like a real kashmir who were very good side so uh they have they've had a decent pre-season so it seems uh they have something going on for them in fact i would uh, uh, pick them as my uh, dark horses for the uh, for the 
league actually because uh, if they can play to the system that John Gregory wants them to a very tight uh, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays like a 4-4-2 or 4-4-1-1 or any of those sort of uh, uh, formations and uh, and you know especially if they can stick to uh, that uh, foreign center back combination of Ellie and uh, Lucien Goen if they can really uh, impress they've also signed Vishal Keith who I think is a very uh, very very talented uh, goalkeeper so if they can get that defensive shape going for them expect them to be challenging the top four but it all really depends on the first four results i think if they don't get the results in the first four matches i think the mood is going to go down and people are going to start questioning why john got another chance so uh, uh, an early uh, an early impact in the season is very important for them i mean when you look at them um, coming from a big city obviously uh they reached mm-hmm. the pl- uh, playoffs last year. Champions, the, uh, they've won it twice um, in, yeah. in six years. Uh, but they mm-hmm. had a poor season, like you said. I, I should have asked you th- this before, really. But, you know, in the EPL, mm-hmm. we have a top six out of 20. Are, are there these two, three, four big clubs in ISL? Do you have an equivalent? I think it's, I think, uh, it's slowly emerging in... Um, Goa and Bangalore. I think these two teams have now started showing signs that they're going to dominate the league for a few years at least. Quietly, there is Mumbai who's been going out there and doing their business as well. So, I think these three teams would be my... Uh, Chennai has been like... Yeah, I know they've won the league uh, twice, but they haven't really convinced me for some reason. I, I Maybe another a good performance in the league and I'll put them there. But uh, it's been on and off. So, for example, somebody like an ATK, they won it twice, but yeah. even they are not like my, uh, you know, they, I don't call themselves like a, uh, I don't consider themselves like a guaranteed uh, top four. At least, uh, maybe this season because they've made good signings, but it, they haven't shown that consistency enough for me, uh, like a Bangalore or a Goa. So, just to finish, I, I see patterns developing. Yeah, on Chennai, and, um, minimum playoff, otherwise it'll be a poor season. Is that fair? Sorry, sorry, I didn't hear With you. With Chennai, and just to finish off on Chennai and, and the season ahead, um, minimum is requirement is a playoff, otherwise it'll be a disappointing season. Or is that uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I, I think it's a little unfair considering they have they've almost uh, hit the reset button, and you know. Uh, made a uh, made a new team and uh, trusting John again and all that. So even even if they are going to compete for that final playoff spot towards the end of the season, I think fans will be happy. Uh, that said, if they can make it to the playoff, nothing like it. But uh, we also need to be realistic, right? They've they've literally like uh, you know created a new team. So right. uh, anything, yeah. As, as long as you're competing for the playoff spot, yeah. But even if they don't make it, yeah. As long as they don't finish bottom, um, but um, yeah, as long as they don't finish bottom, <laughs> and I don't see them finishing bottom. In fact, they've got decent enough players to uh, get them through. Right, one team you've mentioned a few times already, and it's not one I was thinking of actually, but obviously this is why I've got uh, you as a partner on this podcast is Goa. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Goa have made two finals in six years, but um, you think mm-hmm. um, this season is going to be big for Goa? Uh, hopefully, I like the team, so that's probably why you keep hearing me talk about them again and again. Uh, it's it's simply because Sergio Lobera has come in and created a system there, just like what uh, Roca did for Bangalore. 
is that this free flowing attacking football that goa play they they'll concede that's for sure it's not like they really care about the defense it's almost like lobera's like a mind losing goals but he <laughs> it's almost like what emery would say i would rather prefer winning 5-4 over a 1-0 so he uh, comes from that uh, uh, that uh, philosophy but he's got a team rolling and he's got somebody like a uh, koro who's been excellent in front of goal in front of goal so uh, very exciting again like bangalore you see if, the moment a team starts developing an identity you see their players making it to the national team so you have the likes of um uh, mandar you have brandon and you i also think there should be two three other team players who should also be you know considered in the national team from goa but they they playing very exciting football and uh, hopefully i think this season you will see them perform again even even in the pre season they've been scoring 5 6 so they they've already got it rolling um uh, the other thing i want to mention uh, um, you mentioned coach uh, lobera uh, there mm-hmm. seems to be a lot of spanish influence in the indian sp- uh, super league <laughs> that's all that's probably because i think the spanish would uh, influence in football across the world right now Uh-huh. um yeah it it really depends so i think initial seasons uh, the the pattern was to go behind english english managers and english football but slowly i think uh, we realized that's not the kind of football that uh, the indian footballers can play or that's not the identity that uh, team owners wanted to create so then you saw a slow uh, spanish shift and it's been working out well for goa and it worked out well for uh, bangalore as well Um, But uh, when you yeah. talk about Goa, I mean, it's huge uh, football, footballing state. Mm-hmm. How much pressure is Correct, in Goa yeah. to go one step better than last year? How much? You know, you know what? What is the expectations of the fans there? I'm sure they're expecting uh, to see FC Goa in the finals for sure because I think they've been knocking uh, there for a while now, and they did win the Super Cup post the ISL season last year, so they did get a title as well. So I think they'll be hungry for more. we've also they've also retained the core of the team so that helps in you know preserving their identity and moving forward if if there was one player that i should look out for um who would that be in the goa squad so obviously the goal scorer koro is he's right now the best in uh, i think the indian leagues right now he's not had a great preseason though he's been missing chances and all from what i know but you know about these players right about how in the when the moment arises they'll just turn up with a goal so he's definitely the one to watch out uh brandon is also very exciting but that said uh, uh, i keep hearing very very nice reviews about this person called princeton rubero rubero so uh princeton has been having a good preseason they are not very sure whether he'll jump into the main team uh, immediately because i think he he plays in the central midfield and uh, he'll be in direct competition with lenny rodriguez but uh, that said i think uh, he could be one of those breakout stars for goa this year right looking forward to that attacking style of football from goa i mean that's the mentality of the state as well isn't it have fun um if he scores yeah four, have fun we'll, with football we'll score five so yeah um looking forward to that brand of football um, definitely yeah moving uh back to another team you've just mentioned um started off the isl um leagues with our couple of wins ATK um they come from mm-hmm. a huge footballing city uh what can Correct, you tell us yeah. about ATK so again ATK 
ATK started off really well. Also because I think in say in season one or even season two, uh, people didn't think ISL was going to rival I League. You know, in in terms of people thought this was another another league where we could watch ISL and then we could watch I League. So a lot of these uh, Kolkata fans didn't really feel bothered about ATK's presence there because they could still support a Mohan Bagan and an East Bengal and still support ATK. But then the whole controversies started, and that sort of backfired for ATK. And they also the whole ATK was supposed to be Atletico di Kolkata, but uh, Atletico Madrid did pull off that uh, tie-up. So it's been a little dicey the last few seasons, despite that uh, huge victory um, some two seasons back uh, in season three. Season three and season one, they they won the titles. In season three, they had a very good squad as well. They played really nice football. But then it's been a drop for the last two seasons. But they've got uh, Antonio Habas back. He's he was a coach that led them to the title in season one. So that's that's a positive. And then they've made huge signings in Roy Krishna and uh, David Williams, both coming from the same team in Australia. Uh, Wellington Phoenix, if I remember right. So you have got A League's most prolific scorer and the uh, and his uh, assist king there. So that's uh, definitely an up. You also have who is, according to me, um, the most uh, promising footballer in India right now in Michael Soseraj. So they've signed him as well. So he'll bring in a lot of pace and dribbling and everything from the left flank. They've also signed Joby Justin, another very good. Uh, a uh, backup striker i don't think he'll displace roy krishna but jobi has had a very good season for east bengal last time around so he'll be also you know raring to go and uh, this is a signing that a lot of people don't talk about probably because they didn't see a lot of i league last last time around but uh, atk did sign michael regin another tamil nadu player uh, and he was instrumental in chennai city's i league success he would just sit behind that midfielder somewhere in that gap between the defenders and the midfielders and just what anything that came this way he was that ugly defensive midfielder who you would want in your exactly. team he was that gattuso yeah. so he he did that gattuso role he would uh, kick and annoy players when the referee is not looking and he he was annoying but he was very vital for chennai city's success so i think that's also a very good signing for atk so they have they have the players it again depends on whether in the little preseason time that they've got whether they have struck that cohesion and whether uh, you know habas will be able to get the best out of them um coming from a huge city um i've spoken mm-hmm. to uh, an east bengal fan and a mohan bagan fan but they will not associate themselves with atk um correct so it's it's a tough place to play football in when you know it's a huge footballing city as well but uh, to not get the same sort of support the the other two clubs we've mentioned um see you... i yeah sorry sorry, sorry please, carry please. On. no i i was just saying that uh, as if the team can have a an identity going for them and consistent success i think they'll start developing fans because there's obviously new new football fans developing every day right so yeah. maybe a younger generation of football fans who are like kids of say a mohan bagan parent or a east bengal parent will slowly start identifying with atk i don't think it's going to be easy because the parents are going to be annoying <laughs> they are going to push the <laughs> push the kids into supporting their their teams but that said i think if there's good football they have like players that they identify with uh, 
uh, then slowly you'll start seeing the rate tickets so this is a long process it, i don't think fans are made in a day so maybe in another 5 years yeah yeah that'll be good to see do you think a playoff place is uh, unrealistic for atk no i think it's realistic i think really? uh, they should be eyeing for nothing less yeah because the kind of uh, players that they have signed they lacked goals last season around so they've brought in <laughs> the best striker from the a league so you can't really now complain uh, atk has everything going for them they've got a decent coach as well so yeah uh, I, i'm expecting them to be in top 4 yeah yeah there's a lot of pressure i've read quite a bit on roy krishna the fijian so we'll see um, what sort of um, mm-hmm. form he is uh, going to produce he, for yeah, atk yeah, exactly. so that'll be interesting um just moving back down south um i don't know if it is your team but uh, kerala blasters what can you tell us about kerala so much to tell my <laughs> house is just some um, 4 kilometers team? from the stadium it is my team simply because i'm so uh, like you could probably hear the crowd cheering from my house it's really? that close my yeah, my stadium is that my house is that close to the stadium wow uh, so that said uh, kerala is one of uh, it's similar to what uh, atk has been doing but probably a little worse in terms of uh, uh, i think uh, it's, it's a mismanaged side right um yeah you uh, this fan these fans deserve something better because they again, turn up another, in like 50 another huge footballing state yes yes yeah huge footballing state and they were also very lucky in the fact that they saw when this i league started in uh, 2014 13 okay <laughs> whenever they started <coughs> uh, there was no top division club in <coughs> excuse me <coughs> yeah uh, there was no top division club in kerala so we were all really hungry for football and suddenly a football club came and was owned by sachin tendulkar back then mm. and also you had uh, big players coming in so uh, obviously everybody got excited and people were turning up a minimum of 50000 were turning up really? in yellow for this for yeah in yeah, <laughs> a heard, minimum of 50000 i've heard about the yellow army yeah so the uh, obviously they are not the most sophisticated uh, audience but they 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 have their own charm and they were really enjoying that football but kerala never delivered that football that's the that's the truth so for all the support that they got all the ticket sales that uh, other franchises have been craving for they never delivered a beautiful football it was always very dead football long ball football and hopefully nicking out a victory here and there. even that season 3 when kerala did reach that finals it was just pure yeah. luck you know it's <laughs> just like really you had uh, yeah steve coppel had like a uh, one steve coppel probably is the most boring coach out there in the world right now <laughs> so he 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 plays a dead two two lines of uh, like a four uh, four uh, defenders and four midfielders and then they have two strikers and they just hit it long and hopefully nick a goal that was his strategy and we had somebody like a uh, misfit Michael Chopra playing as a striker who couldn't run, but <laughs> still uh, uh, they still managed to get into the final. It was, it was a huge luck. But I think um, the our patients were like uh, like declining, and um, in the last few seasons with David James coming in and playing another horrible brand of football, uh, I think people just lost patience. But this year, this renewed hope. a uh, few good signings uh, ilko shatori is also a coach who sort of uh, proven his mettle with 
uh, Northeast United. So how hopefully big, this season will be different. How big a loss is Sandesh? Huge, huge. I don't think. I mean, we saw it with the Indian team. So it's going to be very similar with uh, uh, the uh, the Kerala Blasters setup as well. They did sign a replacement in Raju Kekwad, but that's really not a replacement because you, if your national team can't find a replacement, then there's really uh, no replacement available for you in the country. That said, uh, they do have two centre backs in their two fun centre backs in their squad in Jero and uh, um, who else is there? As you were alone, who was signed from Daily Dynamos. So, uh, two good centre-backs. But I think the strategy was to play Sandesh Jingen and Duverloon. And then hopefully had an, uh, a foreigner in the midfield or in the attack. So, now they'll miss out on that foreigner in the in the central midfield. And they uh, will have to, uh, you know, use some Indian in the midfield instead. So mm. One player I keep... Uh... They, 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 yeah, yeah, I was, I was going to say one player I keep uh, hearing a lot about is uh, Mohamed Rafi. Um, mm-hmm. is, is he a prolific uh, goal scorer? Uh, yeah, Rafi is probably past his glory days. He's really? probably okay. what 36, 37. Oh, right. So, but he's known as a headmaster because he's probably the best uh, aerial attacker we have in the country right now, regardless of what the coach thinks of Manvir or something. This is the guy who can actually go do it. He'll score you a lot of goals with the head, so he's actually called the headmaster. <laughs> so, but uh, that said, I don't see him playing a lot because they've got uh, Okbeche and who is uh, he's another proven goal scorer in the Indian leagues, and he brings in the same qualities. He's a big man, big striker, so uh, another person who thrives on those crosses. So. I don't see Rafi playing a lot. In fact, the conversations of Kalabrasas are around Sahal. Sahal is the young boy who sort of shot to fame last season, now is starting for the international team. So whether he can produce another consistent season, probably add more to his goals and assists. And that's probably what I think most of Kalabrasas fans are hoping to see. So um, as a... Uh... Huge uh, Blasters fan. What are you hoping for this season? With, with your head, not uh, your mind heart. Mind you, I'm not a huge Blasters fan. <laughs> because I consistently have problems with the management. And I keep, I'm one of those vocal guys who've been uh, saying that this is really mismanaged and how these fans the deserve better. Being because I think also... Sorry? The potential of uh, the, the team isn't being realized. Yeah, yeah. Considering the fan base, yeah, exactly. the stadium Be- you play in... Um, so exactly. What do you think is realistic? I mean, it, it, it feels like uh, they don't understand the Kerala audience or Kerala football. Because you can't say implement the Bangalore style of management in a Kerala. I'm not saying they are trying to, because Bangalore is a really well-managed side. But even if you introduce a 3,000 rupees season ticket or a 4,000 rupees season ticket in Kerala, it's not going to work out. Because you have a certain... You have to understand... That's a lot of fans travel five, six hours to come to see these matches. So they were already spending, say, another thousand rupees to reach here. Then you can't expect them to spend another thousand rupees on your ticket. Hmm. So no, these, yeah, these little, little things, they've, they're getting wrong on a consistent basis. But with such a huge fan base and a dedicated Yellow Army, um, mm-hmm. it must be a quite an intimidating place for other teams to come and play. Um, in yeah, yeah. Uh, but realistically, Correct. what are your hopes for the Kerala Blasters this year? I mean, they realistic good... or what you? 
<laughs> they didn't have a good season last year. Let's put it that way. Um, but um, yeah, they didn't have a good season. They didn't have a really nice preseason either. So because one, you've lost uh, Sandesh Jingen, and on top of it, uh, they had to cancel their preseason tournament in in UAE because of some again some problem with the management. So they've had a very uh, very iffy sort of a uh, um, uh, preseason. But that said, they've signed good established ISL players in, uh, say, maybe um, uh, Anarkes, Zadoncha, Ogbeche, uh, Zuverloon. These are all players who have past ISL experience. So you expect them to come in and contribute for sure. You also expect Sahal to improve a little bit. You also have uh, somebody like Samuela who's been signed. Very exciting young talent. Uh, so there is there is potential. Uh, I hope they end up at least like like I said with Chennai. Uh, I want to see them competing for that playoff spot till the last match of the season. If they don't make it, okay. But at least I should. Uh, this team has the potential to be, you know, pushing it. And that said, like this is this is probably going to be my prediction for most of the teams that we're going to talk about because there is this honest feeling that this is going to be the most competitive ISL in history because all teams have signed good players and. It seems like there is no real uh, gap in quality. So it should be an open season, uh, open league. Yeah, it should be an open league. Also because I have like a fiercely competitive league. So rather than it just being like uh, you know, yeah, it, open. I don't know if open is the right word, no, but there, like there, there'll be no teams yeah. dominating. They should. Uh, they're, they're yeah, very, hopefully, very hopefully. Let's see. Okay. Yeah, let's. See. Um, I just want to talk very quickly. I know we've talked a lot um, um, about Mumbai Mumbai City you mm-hmm. mentioned it that um, they might be the dark horses um, what can you tell us about Mumbai uh, again uh, they've, they've sort of maintained their team right so they've they've got uh, that Senegalese player called Sugu who scores a lot of goals and contributes in the wings and all that they've also uh, uh, they're quite uh, resolute in their defence they've also signed Rolling Borges again another exciting player I like him uh, so yeah, he, he, he's a good box-to-box. So, the moment he gets a good coach, he turns up. It really... Uh, um, Roland is a, a confident guy. So, uh, Constantine used to trust him. So, it really depends on a coach really trusting this player. Uh, I remember he had a very good season alongside Didier Zokora for Northeast United as well. Two seasons back. So, um, hopefully, Roland and Rainier, another Indian player in in that central midfield. So, uh, very exciting team. Uh, again, don't expect them to run riots and score four, five, and all that like a Goa. But they will be there again. Uh, in fact, uh, considering the fact that they've sort of retained the team, I'm expecting them to be in the top four. Right. Okay. Um, sure. Just very quickly, we'll mention the other teams we've not talked about in detail um, in future mm-hmm. podcasts. Um, the two that have changed. Uh, this is very surprising when you come from England. Uh, two teams that have relocated. Um, mm-hmm. There's two new teams, two new franchises, Hyderabad and Orisha. Uh, how is yeah. that taken in uh, in England? It's like unheard of. I mean, we've had one example where MK Dons, but that did not go down well and it's not been repeated. But a team actually moving yeah. states, forget cities. Um, what's your opinion on that? It is sad. I mean, there is no other ways about it. But it is also uh, reflective of this Indian football system, which is not sustainable for most teams. So you also have to sort of empathize with the teams as well. It's not like 
they were spending so much money in some in a place like goa and then another state offers a better package wherein they'll get a stadium the state is going to promote the football and you also saw that there is genuine uh, you know football interest in the state uh, i want i i know i'm going to like piss off a lot of uh, uh, delhi dynamos fans by saying this but i can sort of understand why they shifted from delhi to odisha and uh, mind you in uh, in this case the franchise remains the same so there's not been a change in ownership or anything they just shifted cities so the team everything sort of remains the same unlike in pune where it's almost like the club closed down and another club sort of started in hyderabad but they sort of took over all the players and it must be as a fan as a delhi dynamo fan it must be gutting you pay, you know you pour your heart and soul into a club and then it just up sticks and moves um we're going to talk about um the league as it progresses on a regular basis and obviously we've got mm-hmm. to talk about northeast hyderabad orisha and jamshedpur in due course in future podcasts because this one's okay. uh, been focused on uh, some of the other teams um but if you mm-hmm. had to mention one team from them four that might uh, have a good season because bearing in mind hyderabad new team uh, orisha mm-hmm. new location both um who would you say look out for out of them four teams jamshedpur northeast hyderabad orisha if there's one team that you think you know keep an eye on them see uh, again very difficult to pick from from the four i think jamshedpur is a well managed side in terms of they one of the most professional sides in isl right now it's it's owned by the tata group and all that so it really i think in indian football especially it really helps when you have a system like that you know they'll provide you all the facilities that you need they'll taking care of everything so sometimes a player will you know produce a good good performance just by you know being treated well as well so jamshedpur is interesting north east has got good players and a good fan base so they they they're in the prime uh, location when it comes to football so north east got football fan base hyderabad again they've brought in a hull city coach fin phil brown and okay, uh, okay. yeah so i i don't see i'm not personally never a fan of all these english coaches coming here well, just by the virtue of being english ones, but there's a reason why they they are in england and not outside exactly yeah. yeah yeah i don't i don't mind an eddie howe coming here but i don't think we're <laughs> getting him right that's cool if you can get eddie howe to come and manage <laughs> yeah but uh, you get these uh, coaches yeah, who we have we had terry feel in managing uh, kerala blasters for a while so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's a little random but I mean, you, you do get it in china where they get these huge signings uh, of coaches and i don't know we'll see how much money there is in indian football before we get to that stage <laughs> i just want to end um, obviously yeah. i don't have a team at the moment um mm-hmm. you sort of have a team um is there anybody that you think you need to follow this team you should make, make this your team and then it'll be my team oh. for uh the rest of my life because that's the sort of person good or bad you know i support leicester city there's no there's oh, no way i'm going to oh my god this is like a very uh, this is a life changing decision for me so please make see, it see i'm sure regardless of what i say is that you identify with a certain brand of football and that is the team you will support after this season you will like a certain the way they play something or some player that's how it's formed i don't think you can just push uh, push a Uh, an idea into somebody but that said i quite like goa right <laughs> because yeah goa is like a, a goa is like a 
football hub and we like the whole go and charm of you know enjoy your football enjoy your food get your sleep well <laughs> so, I, I, i've been to go a few times so that do you know what that's not a bad choice but um i don't yeah. want people to say i've joined the bandwagon if go i went to win go on to win the i league uh the isl that was a freudian slip mm-hmm. um then why don't you support odisha no, no, no. I'm going to stick with Goa. That... Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but no. that's it. You know, sometimes Odisha gets a lot of stick or Delhi, I'd still call them Delhi, get a lot of stick. Last season, they were very exciting side. They didn't produce the results, but they trusted in a system. And uh, see, uh, Joseph Gombo is a decent coach, I believe. I think they've got a tie-up with Aspire also going. So... <laughs> so my heart so i since at some point i wanted delhi to succeed because uh, delhi when it was being managed by uh, zambrota was one really exciting team okay good attacking players you had maluda you had keen lewis you had uh, you it's a very exciting setup back then so what's you want this team to what's their colors uh, i i i hope they stick to that uh, no, the red Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, in Delhi, they had a white jersey, okay. essentially white and blue and all. all right. So it's between Goa but, and Orisha. So um, I'll give you my... <laughs> I might just go for Orisha. I am, uh, um, uh, fellow Malayalis are going to be disappointed that I didn't say Kerala Blasters. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to, actually. There's only one team to support in uh, ISL. But all right, I'm going to um, t- take a call. I'm going to go with Orisha. And uh, through thick and thin, they're going to be my team. So there you go. I'll put it out there. Oh, my God. So um, <laughs> this is a little bit of influence from you, but you persuaded me. Me. That's going to be my team for the rest of my life. Unless, just, the entire Twitter fraternity is going to hate unless, me because uh, <laughs> probably this pushed you into supporting a team that's disliked by most. Oh, co- now you tell me. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to support them. <laughs> they need a fan, right? Acts, they I'm need a fan. They need international I'm, support. I'm, I'm going to be their cheerleader. I'm going to be all, all of their social media. Um, until that's Gujarat, brilliant, until yeah. <laughs> there is a proviso, until Gujarat, Gujarat gets, gets a team. team. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nevin... Uh, it's been absolute an education uh, at the start of a what I'm looking forward to a really good season from yours. What you're saying is going to be tight. It's going to be fairly open in the sense no dominating team, but uh, yeah, okay. and I've got my team. So and uh, I'm looking forward to following uh, Orisha uh, Football Club. So um, fantastic, really brilliant speaking to you again. I'm so looking forward Likewise. to speaking to you on a regular basis about how the season's going. Cool. So um, thank you exactly, so much for yeah. today. Brilliant. Really enjoyed it. Bye.